You're listening to Wild and Well, a podcast where we talk to people who use data and insights to navigate the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Kate Wilson. When I first started working at Think Dirty and like I was taking this class and learning these things, I just would be shocked because I was like, how does people not know about this? And how do people not care about this? But it makes sense because as a consumer, you go to the store, you're going to buy something based on the packaging. You kind of inherently assume that it's safe because it's being sold in a CVS or something. So why would that cause any harm? This is Nina Finkhouse. Nina is a research and marketing communications associate at Think Dirty. Think Dirty is an app that helps consumers learn about the ingredients in their beauty, personal care, and household products. Nina's love for beauty started at a young age, but it wasn't until she landed her job at Think Dirty until she started to think about the ingredients in all of the products that she used. I've been like obsessed with beauty and that industry just ever since I was a little kid. Honestly, I've been watching beauty tutorials on YouTube since as long as I've had internet access. I can't remember exactly what came first. Kind of like a chicken and egg situation with when I got the job at Think Dirty and when I kind of started paying more attention to clean ingredients because I feel like it happened to be at the time when that was just starting to be a trend in the skincare industry. Like there were a few clean brands that were really starting to take off. Also at the time I was in university and I was taking a course at the School of Public Health. I went to University of Toronto, which was really interesting. It was all about kind of environmental health and chemical exposures in the environment and the effect that that can have on the health of surrounding communities. So it kind of all happened at the same time. And then I got the job at Think Dirty and realized how big of an impact paying attention to that or not paying attention to that can really have on your well-being and your quality of life in general. So since then, I've kind of realized that prioritizing health can really have positive long-term effects. I've just been trying to limit any sort of like chemical exposures and then it's just been in my life. One of the main problems is that there are little to no rules about what ingredients companies can put into the products we use every single day. Since there are no rules, some of the ingredients companies end up putting in our products aren't the best for our health. There are definitely quite a few problems. The main one I'd say is that there's pretty much no regulation around what goes into personal care, beauty products, anything like that in North America specifically, like the US and Canada. I mean, it's different because they're different countries and different governments, like the level of regulation is pretty similar, I'd say, in that being that there's basically no regulation and that companies can kind of put whatever they want into products without needing any sort of safety information or health information or anything like that. Um, taken into consideration. Like, for example, the government in the U.S. has like a huge backlog of chemicals that have been flagged as being potentially harmful that they have to, at some point, they're saying that they're going to research and do more studies on and figure out the impact of them. And these are products that are used commonly in personal care and, and household products and things like that. And last year, I know that they just the findings from studies 
that explored the health effects of sunscreen chemicals have just started coming out. So they've been doing research on those for a little while, and they've found that the chemicals do kind of enter your bloodstream and potentially have some like unsavory effects. So then they ordered like more studies to figure out what the long-term effects of those are. But these are chemicals that are in like most sunscreens that you would buy. So basically, a lot of the ingredients that are used in our beauty products and personal care products, there isn't a ton of research and data on. And there are for some of them, but just not for a lot of them, there aren't. So a lot of the times we just don't really know a lot about what we're putting on our bodies. And it just makes it difficult to make an informed choice about something that you're using on a daily basis. And it's also difficult because we face so many chemical exposures on a daily basis from all the products we use, from chemicals that are in the air, from pollution, from car fumes, and like the effects of exposures to chemicals generally aren't acute health effects. You're not going to breathe in a chemical or put a product on your skin and immediately have a reaction unless you're allergic to it or something. But most of the time, the effects takes years or decades to show up. And like by that point, we've all been exposed to so many chemicals that it's really difficult to pinpoint which chemical like, like triggered a certain health effect. So yeah, it's just kind of impossible to know. And a lot of the ingredients in these products are pretty new creations. So we just might not know for a long time. So it really can be kind of a range of health effects. Some ingredients can just, you know, cause skin irritation and things like that, which I don't know if you would necessarily call those toxic, but those are just like kind of on the on one end of the spectrum of causing some kind of health effect. And then over on the other side, you have things that release formaldehyde into the air. And also there's things like parabens and phthalates, which I feel like are ones that people have commonly heard of because on products will be like no parabens, no phthalates, phthalate-free, things like that. And phthalates are known to mimic testosterone, which can lead to like serious reproductive health effects in men usually, which is pretty bad, like lower sperm count, reduced fertility, altered reproductive development, things like that. And a lot of the times, phthalates are used in synthetic fragrances. It means that they might not even show up on an ingredients list because fragrance, like when you see that on an ingredient list or sometimes it says parfum, like perfume, that's technically proprietary information. So anything that goes into that ingredient, the company doesn't have to disclose. So a lot of the times there will be like unsavory kind of ingredients in that as well. But people don't really know because they don't have to disclose it. It's literally in everything. Like 90% of products at most stores will have fragrance in them. But I do think that this new kind of clean movement in the beauty industry is really good because people are like starting to care a lot more and kind of demand ingredients that at least we know more about. Toxic Beauty is an award-winning documentary. The film condenses a three-year investigation of the chemicals found in personal care products into 90 thoughtful and thought-provoking minutes. It's definitely a must-watch documentary, and you can stream it on Amazon or Apple TV. So there's this really great documentary called Toxic Beauty that I definitely would recommend if people want to learn a little bit more kind of about this issue kind of talks about the industry as a whole and the effects that the ingredients in some products can have on health. But it's super interesting. It just came out a few years ago. 
So there's one pretty big controversy in the industry right now about baby powder, which is made from talc. There's this one manufacturer that's been getting a lot of flack for it because the talc in their baby powder has been found to be contaminated with asbestos. And this has also been found in products that contain talc from other companies as well. And the use of talc has been strongly associated with ovarian cancer because it A few decades ago, it kind of was common to use baby powder in your underwear and just like kind of all over. It was just a lot more of a thing. So it's been associated with ovarian cancer, which is obviously horrible. But there have been a ton of class action lawsuits, like tens of thousands of people that claim that the baby powder was associated with them developing cancer down the line. And the company has lost the majority of these lawsuits and has had to pay billions of dollars in settlement money. And they still kind of refuse to admit that talc causes any negative health effects. But finally, in 2020, there's been, I think they have recalled a bunch of baby powder and like there's been just a kind of a halt in sales, which is really good. But even so, I feel like a lot of people still don't really know about this. And a lot of people still use baby powder and use products that contain talc and people just don't really talk about it that much. And talc is also in like most powder-based cosmetics. So like blush, eyeshadow, setting powder, which I mean, I I also, I use products that contain talc. Like you can't really find them without it. Using the Think Dirty app, consumers can now scan their products to see what ingredients are in the products that they use. So Think Dirty is an app that I'd say primarily teaches people about the ingredients that are in their skincare products, beauty products, personal care products, and household products. So the main thing that we do is when you look up a product on our app or scan the barcode, it'll pull up the list of ingredients, and it'll also pull up an overall rating for that product from a scale of 0 to 10, 0 being clean or like the most non-toxic and then 10 being the most toxic and then each ingredient as well will have its own individual ratings then the overall rating is like an average of those individual ingredient ratings and then when you click on each ingredient it will pull up the usage like what the ingredient does in the product and then also any potential health effects that have been associated with it. Nina and I will show you how the app works by scanning our own products. We start off by scanning a face wash that's very well known and available at any drugstore. So I scanned it. It's coming up as an eight. So what I'm seeing on this ingredient list is there's some good stuff in there. Sea salt, water, citric acid, but then there are some bad things. So we have fragrance, which you talked about. We don't know and don't have information what's actually in that fragrance. And then there's three other ingredients that aren't the best on this list too. So this was something that I was using every day and putting it on my face every single day. So the fact that we can use this and look up the ingredients and I ended up switching my face wash to a friendlier non-toxic one. Nice. Yeah, it's hard too because I mean, I'm sure you like loved that face wash, you know, like people have the products that work for them and they like them and then when you hear that it has an ingredient that's not so great for you in it, like I understand why people 
don't just want to switch over their products because you have already found what works for you. Like you don't want to have to start all over again. Totally. I was looking for a new lip color. I actually just went on the app and looked up lipstick, lip gloss, whatever. And I found this new brand. I think it's called Ulip. Oh, yeah. I have one of their lipsticks too. Oh, good. So I was actually able to use the app. I didn't know what brands were okay, but I could go look at the category and find a product that and a brand that I could buy. And I love it. It's so good. I love their lipstick too. It's the colors are so nice. Yeah, it's like nice and sheer, but still good color. Yeah, I think the app is helpful for that as well. Because a lot of people just like don't really know where to start when it comes to looking for more non toxic products, which is totally fair. It's super confusing. And there's a huge issue of accessibility because all of the brands that are non-toxic are usually way too expensive. But I do think our app is good for that as well because also when you scan or search a product, it'll come up next to it with like our recommendations and like a list of products that do the same thing but are a little bit better alternatives. That's cool. So If you have products that you're not sure what the ingredients are or if they're good for you, you can use the app. And if you're also looking for healthier products, non-toxic products, you can go and just search in the categories and find a brand that works for you as well. So I think it's awesome. So I just got this sunscreen from Mad Hippie, which is one of our partner brands. I've been using like the same sunscreen on my face for a while that definitely has a bunch of bad ingredients in it, but I was just trying to use up the rest of the products. I don't want to be wasteful. And then let me scan this one and see what comes up. Yeah, so this one is rated a three. And so all of the ingredients are in the green, meaning they're like three and under, which is pretty cool to see. I get such a sense of relief now when I look up a product and it has like a lower rating. Even for the ingredients that have like a clean rating as well, you can still look at the usage and any like studies that we've compiled that have been associated with them. Think Dirty is helping push the clean beauty movement forward and empowering consumers to make informed choices about the products they use. I think that what we're doing in the beauty industry is kind of just helping people become more knowledgeable and aware of what they're putting on their bodies and helping people to make more informed choices, which I think is pretty big because that I mean, hasn't even really been a thing until recently that people are talking about what's used in products and like what's going on in your body. So hopefully we're helping kind of hold the beauty industry to a little bit of a higher standard. A lot of the beauty industry is run by huge corporations that own a ton of smaller companies. And those kind of tend to err on the side of profit over the side of taking caution and investing money into finding alternative ingredients that don't cause bodily harm. The government also kind of tends to side with these corporations because that's just how things work. So I hope we're just kind of helping people to become a little bit more aware So I think I was a junior in college or maybe I was a senior, but I had wanted to start working part time for a while while I was in school. So I had been on the lookout for an internship, just looking on the usual job websites. And then I found the posting on AngelList for a marketing and research intern. And AngelList is only for startups. But I looked up the app and I was super excited by what they did. I thought it was so cool. And I applied and I got an interview. This is something I didn't know 
really before I started working there. And I was super excited about it when I met the team. Yeah, our founder, Lily, is still the CEO and owner of the company. And she's, you know, one of few women app startup founders, which is super cool. And when I was brought on, it was a team of six people. And Lily is my main boss, but then also the marketing and sales manager, Leslie, who I was kind of reporting to on a daily basis is also my boss. So it was super cool to have the two highest employees at the company be women. I'd never had that before at a job either. And it just made me feel, I don't know, more comfortable in a sense. What I love about working at Think Dirty is that I usually get to do slightly different things every day. I'm definitely the type of person that needs to be doing a lot of different things at once for my brain to feel like satisfied and excited. We're still a relatively small team, even though we've grown to like 20 people in the time since I've been there. Some days I'm writing a blog post, breaking down an ingredient, or some days I'm doing ingredient research and rating ingredients, finding sources, stuff like that. Sometimes I'm writing the newsletter, sometimes I'm assisting the marketing team, but yeah, I do a bunch of different stuff. I would say the most challenging part is the lack of information that exists in terms of ingredients and chemicals and their health impact. A lot of times I'll go to research an ingredient that a brand uses and there will be literally no information other than the chemical compound and structure of it. So it's just kind of frustrating because there are so many chemicals in circulation and we have no idea what the long-term effects are from putting them on our bodies. And like, I don't want to sound like I'm a crazy health nut or anything. And like the majority of these ingredients are probably safe, but we just don't know. And we know that there are a lot of ingredients that in the past we also thought were safe and it turned out that they maybe weren't so safe. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard too as a consumer because you can make informed choices, but at the same time, most of the products that are out there aren't technically clean products. I still use a bunch of products that have technically toxic ingredients just because that's what's easy and cheap to come by. I'll probably be fine, but it's just hard to say. I feel like I've gained so much knowledge about health and the beauty industry in general. It's just cool to think that I might have been able to help people make a little bit more of an informed choice or that like slightly helping push the beauty industry in a healthier direction. Think Dirty uses data and insights to inform the features on their app. A perfect example of this is the premium categories feature they released just last year. We just last year launched premium categories in our app before we had categories where you could look at just like different product categories. So like shampoo, conditioner, cleanser. And we realized that people wanted a lot more specific categories to kind of look through when they were looking for new products. So we launched premium categories in our app where we have super specific categories that people can look at. So we have like women owned brands. We had the list of FDA approved hand sanitizers back at the beginning of coronavirus when that was more of a thing. Some other premium categories help you easily search for vegan products as well as products from Black-owned businesses. Then you can just click on one of those categories and it will pull up all of the products in our system that fit into that category. 
I wasn't the one who who looked at this data, but I know that my boss was looking at all of our users' data and what they were searching for in the app. And then she used that to kind of generate the first round of categories that we launched based on the most popular searches. Nina also conducts a lot of secondary research on ingredients. This information helps her write blog posts for her popular series called Ingredient Breakdown. I've been writing blogs since I started working at Think Dirty and I do kind of a series called Ingredient Breakdown where I talk about an ingredient that's used in a product. Sometimes ingredients that are kind of controversial in the industry and I basically just talk about what they are, what the ingredients are used for, and any health effects that have been kind of found from exposure to these ingredients. It's been a pretty popular series. Like they get a decent amount of views, which is cool because it shows that people like do really want to learn more about it. So you can find those on the Think Dirty Medium page or on our Clean Boutique site where we sell beauty boxes. There's also a blog link on that website. Welcome to the wildcard segment. I'll be asking Nina 10 questions to get to know her a little bit better, and she'll respond with the first thing that comes to mind. Let's do it. First question is, what is your favorite thing to do for your health? Honestly, making healthy food for myself just always makes me feel like so good about myself because I'm like, wow, I made that food all by myself and it's good for me. What's your favorite recipe to cook? Oh my gosh, I'm really not that great at cooking. I've been trying to branch out more, but even when it's like avocado toast or like a salad or something like that. Avocado toast is one of my favorites, so I'm down for that. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? Probably fake it till you make it. That's like pretty much what I do on a daily basis. And it seems to have been working out so far. That's great. What is at the top of your bucket list? Probably go to a concert like the first second that I can. Um, I'm pretty basic. I like Lady Gaga. I like, you know, The Weeknd. I like Dua Lipa, Ariana Grande. Pretty standard stuff. Top 40 hits, you know? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I think I'm a little bit of both. I definitely love my alone time every day, but also kind of need to be around people part of the time as well. Kind of depends on the day, I feel like. So an ambivert. Yes. When was a moment you felt like you had failed? Probably when I was in university and I failed a class. That hit me super hard. And I thought that I should probably just quit while I was ahead and drop out of school or something like that. But yeah, I think that it's good to fail and it humbles you a little bit and also makes you work harder. That's awesome. What makes you laugh the most? I mean, usually it's my friends. During coronavirus, probably TikTok. (laughs) Uh, TikTok is so good. That algorithm is way too good at catering things to you. What is the last book you read and loved? Oh, I just read this book. It's a nonfiction book. This is a little bit niche, but it's like a nonfiction book about John Galliano and Alexander McQueen, who were like big fashion designers in the late 90s, early 2000s. So kind of a little bit of a biography of both of them. Ooh, nice. 
what is your superpower at work? One of my biggest strengths is being able to get along with most people and like communicate with people and work just alongside people. I can be very conflict averse sometimes, which like can be a superpower and really not a superpower. But I do think at work, it kind of helps me a lot. Yeah, those social skills are so important. I think they're one of the most important skills to have. I mean, I've worked at restaurants a lot in my life, and I feel like the skills that I got from just having to talk to so many people over the phone and in person on a given night and just like learning how to deal with people, even when they're in like their worst moods, has given me a lot of good social skills that I think will will help me for the rest of my life. That's awesome. What makes you feel at peace? Probably being in an environment that just makes me feel super comfortable. So can be like when I'm alone, just hanging out or hanging out with my friends. Totally. And last one is what is your favorite beverage? It's got to be iced coffee. I've given like the most basic answers to so many of these questions, but it's just the truth. I love it. No, that's what we want to hear the truth. That's all I have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to the amazing Nina Finkhouse from Think Dirty. Remember to subscribe to the podcast for more episodes like this one. Also, feel free to give me a review and let me know what you think about the podcast. Have a great week and remember to be wild and well.